This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight, I want to talk to you about boundaries with self. Everyone talks about boundaries. I set a boundary. I stated a boundary. And so few of the time we think about, well, what are the boundaries we have with ourself? Because if we haven't stated the rules in our own life, how do we even know what to set with other people? And so my job tonight is to introduce you to this concept and give you some suggestions for some boundaries that you can put into your own life to start to give some structure to how you show up in the world. So why is this important? This is important because setting boundaries with other people is meant to happen only after you practice boundaries with yourself. This is important because having a set of rules or parameters in your life is the best way to ensure that you're living your best life and showing up how you want to show up. And this is important because the art of discernment, of knowing what to share and what you're allowed to keep to yourself, is an important virtue that so few of us explore or practice. So let's back up and talk about a boundary, because I find that a lot of people get this wrong. So what is a boundary? At the end of the day, a boundary is about knowing where you are and where you are not. What is in your realm of control and what is outside of your realm of control. Without a boundary, without knowing where you end and others begin, then everything is your problem or nothing's your problem and you feel isolated and alone. So boundaries is about knowing, well, where am I? Where do I end? Where do others begin? What is in my realm of control? What is my responsibility? What can I actually influence? And what is beyond my realm of control? And boundaries are really about knowing what you need and about how to get your needs met in a healthy way. And that's usually where we go wrong. So you have your space and other people have their space. And there is an overlap where your space and their space share, where your ideas and their ideas merge, where your energy and their energy merges. Now, in enmeshment and codependency, that overlap is very, very large, which leaves very little space for our own individuality and leaves the other person feeling cramped in their energy. When we are too far apart from others, we feel like there's no space of overlap, and then we feel lonely and isolated. In an ideal world, we have our space, we know where we are, we know what is ours, and we know what is other people, and then there's this small space of overlap, and that's where boundaries are needed. How can we merge these lives together? How can we blend our energy with others in a way that preserves our individuality, but still fosters intimacy and connection? Now, when we get boundaries wrong, we flip into a passive-aggressive cycle. In the passive-aggressive cycle, we are either passive, where we're only about everyone else. This is where we make sure everyone else's light is lit, but we never pay attention to our own. Or we get aggressive, we say, you know what, screw everyone else. I'm going to take care of me, and they can all do what they want, and I'm not going to connect with anyone. And then we light our own light, and we run away and hide. And in an ideal world, we have a space that is shared. We are pack animals. We are meant to share our space with others. And that means that we have this overlap where there's going to be some questions, where there's going to be some shared and acknowledged space. 
So boundaries, we tend to think of them about how to keep things out. Boundaries, at the end of the day, people think is about saying no and telling people what you don't like. And it's about choosing to keep out other people's criticism. It's about keeping out other people's toxicity. It's about keeping out other people's negativity or other people's emotions or opinions. And this is 100% true and important. A lot of times, especially if you're highly empathic, this is a challenge. And other people's words and thoughts and negativity slowly creep into your space. And you find yourself worrying, well, what do they think? I always like to ask when I'm working with clients, when they're telling me, well, what are they going to think and what are they thinking? What are they feeling? When you're in someone else's space worrying about what they're thinking and what they're feeling, who's in your space? No one. You've abandoned yourself. And then you wonder why abandonment starts to show up for you in the world. And so knowing how to keep things out is an important part of boundaries. Last week, we talked about how to receive with grace. And this is the flip side of boundaries that a lot of people don't talk about. It's not just about what to keep out, but what are you allowing in? Are you allowing in compliments from other people? Are you allowing in their influence, their feedback, their help, their input, their assistance? It's not meant to only keep the people out, which is where we tend to go wrong with boundaries. If my only definition of a boundary is telling people what I don't like and say no, Frankly, that's a wall and we'll get to that. But that doesn't let me know, well, what am I going to allow in? So boundaries is not only about what we keep out, but also what we allow in, what we choose to allow into our space. Now, boundaries with self is a slight variation of this. Boundaries with self is about what you choose to keep in. And a lot of us don't realize that we are allowed to have parts of ourselves that we don't share. And sometimes these parts that we don't share is important to relationships. So you are allowed to keep inside your opinion. Believe it or not, not everyone everywhere needs to hear every thought in your head at every time. You're allowed to show some discernment. You're allowed to show some restraint and some grace. Often we think, I'm speaking my truth, means I'm going to verbally vomit my opinion on anyone who shows up in my life. And then they run. <laughs> we don't know why they run from us. Having boundaries with self is about knowing that you're allowed to keep your opinion to yourself, that that's okay. You're allowed to keep your advice inside. If it hasn't been asked for, then you don't have to share it. You are allowed to keep that to yourself. Unsolicited assistance. Ooh, empaths, I'm looking at you. We love to help everyone. Reiki masters? If one more person tells me that they just gave Reiki to a stranger in public without asking permission, I'm going to smack someone. <laughs> You need to ask permission. You are allowed to keep your gifts to yourself and only share them when asked. So boundary with self is about knowing that it is not your job to rescue everyone. It is about knowing that you don't have to give your unsolicited feedback to everyone who shows up with a problem in your life. And so having boundary with self is about knowing that there are parts of ourself that are allowed to belong just to us. That means that part of who I am, I'm allowed to keep for myself. And that's okay, because when I do that, it allows me to show up more authentically. So why have boundaries with self? Well, at the end of the day, they are parameters or rules to live by. They are your guiding principles that are especially helpful during times of stress or conflict. If you've ever worked in the corporate world, you know that there's always standard operating procedures. So I know that when A happens, 
B can happen. When I know C happens, D can happen. Well, how often do we sit and set up standard operating procedures in our life? When this happens, how do I want to show up? When conflict happens, how do I want to show up? If we haven't set boundaries with ourselves going into these situations, then when these situations show up, we just go, ah! <laughs> and try to make it through and then figure out why we feel so out of control. So boundaries itself is about setting up some rules and guidelines for yourself so that you know how do you want to show up in the world? Because at the end of the day, isn't that really the only thing we can control? So I'm going to share with you some boundaries with self that I hold in my own life. And this is a good starting place. You are welcome to adopt them. It makes life way simpler. So boundary with self number one. If it is not addressed directly with me, I can choose to ignore it. This one is so helpful. So I'll tell you a story. Some of you know I sing in an all-women's a cappella chorus. And one year, I had just become designated as a master hypnotherapist, and the group was very excited. They're like, oh, can you hypnotize all of us to be better singers on stage? I'm like, sure, yeah, why not? And so some people were into it, some were not. Those who were not left. In the group, we had two very young ladies who were, I think at the time, about 14 years old, and then they had their mom with them. And the mom's like, I'm not interested, so I'm going to go to sleep. And the girls are like, we want to stay. Fine. Did the hypnosis, gave them some suggestions for confidence, all was well. The next morning, the assistant director of the chorus comes and finds me, and she says, just so you know, the mother of the kids is going around telling everyone how irresponsible it was for you to hypnotize children. You might want to go talk to her. And I said, no, thank you. If it was really important, she would have come to me. If it's not addressed directly with me, I can choose to ignore it. I can trust that this woman is a big girl and she can put on her big girl panties and that if it's actually a concern, she can discuss it with me. If she's telling everyone else, then it's more likely about drama and I'm allowed to ignore it. If you are caught oftentimes in a monkey in the middle situation with people in your life and it's creating drama, this is an excellent boundary to put into place for yourself. Trust that if someone has a problem and it has an actual concern that they'll directly talk to you. And if they don't, you're allowed to ignore it. Number two, I am not responsible for easing anyone's emotional discomfort. I may choose to, and I'm not responsible for it. And empaths, we have a hard time with this one. We feel the pain of others so deeply that we think it's our responsibility. And when you are feeling someone else's emotions, that means you are in their energetic space. Who's in yours? The trap of the empath is knowing how to feel someone else's pain and then help them from your own space. And within your own space, you don't have that responsibility. Bottom line is pain is important. Pain is motivating. If someone has to hit rock bottom and bounce a few times to completely change their life, and you're always stepping in and taking away their pain, you're also taking away their opportunity for healing. Learning how to hold space for someone's emotional discomfort without taking on the responsibility of it is a wonderful boundary to set with yourself and allows you to show up in a place of compassion without showing up as nice and sucking all the pain out of someone so that they never get to learn that they're allowed it and that it's important for them and that they can handle it. Number three. This is a big one for me. I only give advice to someone who has, one, given permission and has shown they are open to receiving my advice. 
If there's a person in your life who's constantly complaining and asking for information and you tell them 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 and they never listen to you and you find yourself getting frustrated. Why do you keep asking me? Stop asking me. Then what needs to happen is you need to set up a boundary with yourself. So I only give advice to someone who's given permission. If someone's complaining, I ask, is it okay if I offer some insight? Because if they say no, then they're allowed to not take that information. And I also only give advice to someone who's shown they're open to receiving it. If I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall and I'm going to lose a friendship and I'm starting to hate them, then I need to put a boundary in place for myself. Number four, it is not my responsibility to solve all the problems. Again, empaths, I'm looking at you. <laughs> we feel all the problems, so we think it's our responsibility, and they're not in our space. We are allowed to allow other people the gift of solving their own problems, of coming up against obstacles, of having challenges. It is in moving through challenges that we learn and grow. And so I'm allowed to hold space for other people's problems. I'm allowed to offer support. And it's not my responsibility to solve it for the other person. Number five, me first, always. Now, a few circles ago in the art of being selfish, we talked about the difference between me first and me only. Me only is pathological. Me only is toxic. Me first is necessary. We all know the cliche of put your own oxygen mask on first. If you put the mask on everyone else, you might save maybe three people on the flight before you pass out and are useless. If you put your own mask on first, you can save the entire plane. I shine my light so bright, I ignite the light in others. Me first, always. You have to shine your own light first in order to illuminate the darkness. Number six, I don't owe an explanation to anyone ever. Do you know even in a court of law, you can plead the fifth? You don't ever have to explain anything to anyone if you don't want to. You're allowed to keep that to yourself. Your reasons are your reasons. And it's not necessary. Oftentimes we tell people why we're doing things, we explain things, not because we want to share it, but because we feel we have to prove our worthiness. Give yourself the gift of this boundary with yourself. Adopt the information and the knowledge that you don't owe an explanation to anyone ever. You can choose to share it if you want to and let it be a choice, not a necessity in your life. And finally, my favorite one. It is my prerogative as a woman to change my mind. It is my prerogative as a human being to change my mind. If you are breathing and have a heartbeat, you are allowed to change your mind anytime for any reason. Oftentimes we think because we made a decision that we're now stuck with it. And that helps us to feel stuck and trapped. And then we wonder why our life isn't going exactly how we want it to. So a wonderful boundary with self is to know that it's your prerogative to change your mind. You're allowed to say yes. And then two minutes later decide, you know what, actually, no, that is okay. When you put these parameters, when you put these rules, when you put these boundaries into your life, it allows you to show up in a way that is authentic and that is in alignment with how you want to show up in the world. Without these, you're just bouncing around and hoping things work out and oftentimes stomping all over other people in the process. So learning how to set boundaries with yourself is such a wonderful gift that we give ourselves, 
and that we share with others. Because I promise you, the people in your life won't do what you say. They will be inspired by how you live. Live in alignment with your highest purpose and inspire others. Shine your light so bright, you ignite the light in others. Now, I want to take a quick moment to talk about the difference between walls and boundaries, because we get this wrong with others and we get this wrong with ourselves. Walls need guarding. Walls are inflexible. Walls are non-negotiable. Walls take a lot of energy. If I build a wall to keep people out of my house, that's not enough. There's a reason castles didn't have just walls. They also had a moat and then cannons, and then guards with guns to manage the cannons. Walls take a lot of energy. When we set a wall in our life, you can tell because it's rigid. No, you can't do that. No, I don't do that. That is a wall. If there's no space, if there's no flexibility, then you're wasting a lot of your energy trying to protect yourself, and it's really not working. Boundaries are meant to be flexible. They're meant to be movable and negotiable. Think of like a bubble. If you've ever had a bubble bath and all those bubbles are all squished together in the bathtub, they all have their own space, but they all rub up against each other and they can move and flow with each other. That is how boundaries are meant to be, whether it's with others or with ourself. And so any boundary that you adopt with yourself needs to be flexible because something that is rigid is more prone to break. And this is one of my favorite quotes by Mark Groves. Walls keep everybody out. Boundaries teach people where the door is. And this works for ourselves as well. We don't want walls in our life. We don't want rigid rules. We want guidelines. We want a guiding light to follow so that when conflict hits, when stress hits, we know what direction to go. When life sends a tornado and spins you out of control and you don't know which way is up, your boundaries with self is your compass. It lets you know which direction to head. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that your boundaries are more than what you keep out or let in. They're also about how you exercise discernment around what you choose to share or keep to yourself. Remember that boundaries with self are about creating the rules by which you choose to live. They are your guiding light in times of stress or conflict. And remember that knowing how you want to show up in the world is key to living your best life, which means if you want to show up in the world how you want to show up in the world, boundaries with self not an option for you. They are a necessity. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Setting up rules for your life, asking the question, how do I want to show up in the world? And then setting up some parameters around that is going to feel a little different, especially if you're not used to it. Oftentimes we're so focused on telling people no, that we don't know how to look inside and ask ourselves, well, how do I get to yes for me? So just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And as always, if you have any questions about anything from tonight's circle or podcast, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Okay, we're listing off the boundaries that you have for yourself. The first one where like, uh, was the, that's the word they told, that would be pretty difficult for me to not go and be like, going on yeah they're not easy sometimes yeah it is especially empaths we love to share all aspects of ourselves. we don't like the idea of boundaries we don't feel boundaried in our body because we feel everything everywhere and so we resent having to have boundaries 
Most of us resent having to have boundaries. We like the attitude of, I don't know what I want. Someone else figure it out and tell me. <laughs> Every Hallmark movie promised that all I have to do is find someone and they'll tell me what I want. And then I can tell them what they want. And then we both get what we want. And every meme on Facebook will tell you that that's what love is. I'm like, no, stop putting the burden of your wants and needs on another person. Do the work yourself. Hold space for yourself so that you can show up in the world. And yeah, it's not always an easy, and boundaries of any kind are not always easy. And boundaries with self are such a beautiful gift once we get out of our own way. Yeah, with boundaries, um, is there a good place to start? Because like you listed off quite a few, and I was just wondering, like, if you're not always good at holding boundaries, just a suggestion for starting. My favorite one to start is me first always. Okay. That's a great first step. How can I in every moment, it's wonderful to know what other people want and need. It's wonderful to feel their emotions and hear their thoughts and worry about what they're thinking. And if I don't know myself equally well, then I'm not really showing up in the world at all. I'm just kind of wandering around and bouncing around where life takes me. And so me first always, if you find yourself wandering into other people's energy, just take a moment and put, I like to put my hands on my heart because it helps ground me. Just be like, okay, now that I know what's going on with everyone else, what do I want right now? What am I feeling right now? And if your first thought is, oh, I have no idea then you know you're on the right path. So that's a great place to start. That's the first boundary that I've put into place. Because after that, everything else will start to flow on its own a little bit. Pick one at a time. Work your way through the list. Say, okay, for the next month, this is the one I'm going to work on. Know that all boundaries must be tested a minimum of three times, even the ones you set with yourself. And so when you say to the universe, me first always, Expect opportunities to come up for you to forget yourself. <laughs> if you say, I'm only going to give advice when asked, expect opportunities to show up where you have the opportunity to just verbally vomit on people, all of the wisdom in your head. <laughs> so know that every boundary must be tested a minimum of three times, including the ones you set with yourself. And that's okay. That's part of the learning process. And that's an awesome thing. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, 
go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.